The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's Tuesday. Good news day. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Tuesday of the 21st week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Rose of Lima. Born in 1586 to parents of Spanish descent in Lima, Peru, when her parents fell into financial trouble, she worked in the garden all day and sewed all night. Her parents refused to let her enter a convent, so out of obedience, she continued her life of penance and solitude at home as a member of the Third Order of St. Dominic. During the last few years of her life, Rose set up a room in the house where she cared for homeless children, the elderly, and the sick, the beginning of social services in Peru. When St. Rose of Lima died at 31, the city turned out for her funeral. Prominent men took turns carrying her coffin. St. Rose of Lima died in 1617. St. Rose, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for small and medium-sized businesses. In the midst of economic and social crisis, may they find ways to continue operating and serving their communities. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel, Jesus reminds us that the sweetest kind of beauty comes from within. Real beauty is from the inner you. That is actually his point behind the harsh words that he has with the scribes and the Pharisees. Let's listen to Matthew's narration. Jesus said, Alas for you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of cup and dish and leave the inside full of extortion and intemperance. Blind Pharisee! Clean the inside of cup and dish first, so that it and the outside are both clean. Thank you, Jesus, for pointing out to us to purify first the inside of the cup, what we hold within our hearts and minds, in order that the the outside, our words, our behavior, may also be clean. I remember a plastic surgeon admitting how He discovered that uh, he could make people look good on the outside, but they often still felt like a black hole on the inside. And I think that's because the sweetest kind of beauty, really, in the end, comes from within. 
as a mother's insight explains it so well, that mother said, Imagine two pairs sit on a bench. One is shiny, smooth, moderate in size, even shaped, and golden in color. The other is much bigger. It's lopsided, its skin is rough and speckled brown, green and gold. But I know which pair my children would choose. The same pair that most of the thinking population would choose, no doubt. The one that came from a regulated environment, selected for its regulated size, shape, and texture. The one that was buffed and waxed, weighed and packaged, stored for who knows how long at an even temperature before being stacked in supermarket shelves. She calls it specimen number one, the supermarket pair. And the other would have been rejected had it come from the same production line because it came from the garden and its owners allowed it to bulge into whatever shape nature deigned and they relished plucking fruit from the branches, getting in among the sticky leaves, climbing to reach the topmost fruit. And that specimen number two is the homegrown pear. So we might call them, she says, the beautiful pear and the ugly pear. But that would be to bend to the constructs of a society that allocates the title of beautiful only to the outer facade. And she concludes, this mother concludes, as parents, we know that drawing a knife down through those pears, allowing the halves to fall open on the board, can reveal a very different reality. That sinking our teeth into the grainy flesh and allowing the juices to saturate our palate can reveal a truth about beauty that we must somehow relate to our children. And that is, the sweetest kind of beauty comes from within. How true that is, my Lord. I think, for example, of uh, some people with deformed faces from accidents, limbless bodies from wars, and of how it can be difficult to look at them. But they show their beauty as they turn their limitations into assets by taking their mind off themselves and helping others who are suffering. It's just that we're living in times where image is so important. We can be influenced by the thinking that we have to give more importance to the outside of the cup than to the inside. But as we pray, we ask you, Jesus, to give us the courage to be honest with ourselves in considering our actions and our intentions. In this gospel that we're looking at, Jesus went to the heart of the matter when he called the religious leaders of his day blind Pharisees and hypocrites. We all know that hypocrisy is to put on a show to draw attention to oneself. Well, sadly, that is what uh, the scribes were guilty of. They devoted their lives to the study of the law of God and regarded themselves as real experts in it. They even divided the Ten Commandments and precepts into thousands of mini-rules and micro-regulations. They were so demanding in their interpretations and in trying to live them out, that in the end, they had little time for anything else. But you see, in their misguided zeal, they had lost sight of God and of God's purpose for his law. 
So they ended up so full of pride for their expertise, but also full of contempt for others, putting unnecessary burdens on others while neglecting to show charity, especially to the lowly ones. Externally, you can say the behavior of the Pharisees and the scribes is flawless, but inside there is a lack of a true gospel spirit. In fact, Jesus says in the gospel that inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. And the true gospel spirit is the spirit of humble charity. Now, can, can we say any of this happening in our life, happening in our attitudes? What are we really like on the outside and on the inside? In today's gospel passage, Jesus is condemning hypocrisy. That character defect of faking to be what one is not. Are we like that, at least in some aspects from time to time? Aren't there contradictions between the image that we project of ourselves and how God knows us? See, the image that God has of us without uh, any deception is not a fake image. But at times, the image that we have of ourselves is fake or at least blurred. Aren't there some inconsistencies with the way our neighbors see us and what we regard ourselves? When our good qualities are inflated and the imperfections are overlooked? And then in the process, we end up giving our neighbors the look of quite a different person than who we really are. So it might be good for us to remember our Lord's condemnation of hypocrisy. And with your help, Jesus, we want to grow into the personality that is the image that you created for us to be. We need your help to be aware of the traces of hypocrisy that may still be lurking in our hearts and how much we need your grace and your help. Thankfully, one way to do that is to go to the sacrament of confession with some regularity. Because, of course, before we go to confession, we will try to look into ourselves to detect, among other things, the traces of hypocrisy that may be hiding in our hearts and how much we need God's grace, God's help to see the inconsistencies in the way we think of ourselves from the way He sees us. So yes, in the same way that we enhance our outer beauty, let's also enhance our inner beauty. I think inner beauty is more easily contemplated in the figure of our Mother Mary. Because of her fullness of grace and her immaculate conception, Mary is the most perfect example of beauty in created being, from inside and outside. We turn to you, dear Mother, asking you to always remind us that no matter how our outward appearance may change, as we grow older, with maybe our muscle getting weaker or our hair getting thinner or grayer and wrinkles appearing, our inner beauty can be renewed every day by love and by grace. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. 
It's Tuesday of the 21st week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The liturgical day begins now. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off? 
and hide yourself in times of distress. The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, He will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another, with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, 
the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own, who is our master. For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words words of the Lord are true, like like silver from from the furnace. The Lord teaches the humble his way. He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path. From the beginning of the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, of a priestly family in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin. The word of the Lord first came to him in the days of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign, and continued through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, and until the downfall and exile of Jerusalem in the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah. The word of the Lord came to me thus. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you, a prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Ah, Lord God, I said, I know not how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord answered me, Say not, I am too young. To whomever I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Have no fear before them, because I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord extended his hand and touched my mouth, saying, See, I place my words in your mouth. This day I set you over nations and over kingdoms to root up and to tear down, to destroy and to demolish, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me with the question, What do you see, Jeremiah? I see a branch of the watching tree, I replied. Then the Lord said to me, Well have you seen, for I am watching to fulfill my word. A second time the word of the Lord came to me with the question, What do you see? I see a boiling cauldron, I replied, that appears from the north. And from the north, said the Lord to me, Evil will boil over upon all who dwell in the land. Lo, I am summoning all the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord. Each king shall come and set up his throne at the gateways of Jerusalem, opposite her walls all around, and opposite all the cities of Judah. I will pronounce my sentence against them for all their wickedness in forsaking me, and in burning incense to strange gods and adoring their own handiwork. But do you gird your loins, stand up and tell them, 
all that I command you. Be not crushed on their account, as though I would leave you crushed before them. For it is I this day who have made you a fortified city, a pillar of iron, a wall of brass against the whole land, against Judah's kings and princes, against its priests and people. They will fight against you, but not prevail over you. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I I put put my my words in your mouth. I, the Lord, have called you to serve the cause of justice. I have appointed you as a covenant to all peoples, as a light to all the nations. I I put put my my words in your mouth. A reading from a homily by St. John Chrysostom, Bishop. Would you like me to list also the paths of repentance? They are numerous and quite varied, and all lead to heaven. A first path of repentance is the condemnation of your own sins. Be the first to admit your sins, and you will be justified. For this reason, too, the prophet wrote, I said I will accuse myself of my sins to the Lord, and you forgave the wickedness of my heart. Therefore, you too should condemn your own sins. That will be enough reason for the Lord to forgive you. For a man who condemns his own sins is slower to commit them again. Rouse your conscience to accuse you within your own house, lest it become your accuser before the judgment seat of the Lord. That, then, is one very good path of repentance. Another and no less valuable one is to put out of our minds the harm done us by our enemies in order to master our anger and to forgive our fellow servants' sins against us. Then our own sins against the Lord will be forgiven us. Thus you have another way to atone for sin, for if you forgive your debtors, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Do you want to know of a third path? It consists of prayer that is fervent, careful, and comes from the heart. If you want to hear of a fourth, I will mention almsgiving, whose power is great and far-reaching. If, moreover, a man lives a modest, humble life, that no less than the other things I have mentioned takes sin away. Proof of this is the tax collector who had no good deeds to mention, but offered his humility instead, and was relieved of a heavy burden of sins. Thus I have shown you five paths of repentance, condemnation of your own sins, forgiveness of our neighbor's sins against us, prayer, almsgiving, and humility. Do not be idle then, but walk daily in all these paths. They are easy, and you cannot plead your poverty. For though you live out your life amid great need, you can always set aside your wrath. Be humble, pray diligently, and condemn your own sins. Poverty is no hindrance. Poverty is not an obstacle to our carrying out the Lord's bidding, even when it comes to that path of repentance which involves giving money. Almsgiving, I mean. The widow proved that when she put her two mites into the box. Now that we have all learned how to heal these wounds of ours, let us apply the cures. Then, when we have regained genuine health, we can approach the holy table with confidence, go gloriously to meet Christ, the King of glory, and attain the eternal blessings through the grace, mercy, and kindness of Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Prayer accompanied by fasting and giving to the poor is good. It is better to give to the poor than to store up gold. Forgiving to the poor expiates every sin. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given to you. Forgiving to the poor expiates every sin. Father, help us to seek the values that will bring us lasting joy in this changing world. In our desire for what you promise, make us one in mind and heart. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Twenty-six minutes before the hour, and today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God in Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord reminds the scribes and Pharisees, you're only doing the bare minimum that the law requires. It's from the 23rd chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees! Hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, For you cleanse the outside of the cup and of the plate, but inside they are full of extortion and rapacity. You blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and of the plate, that the outside also may be clean. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. The scribes and Pharisees did exactly what the law directed. But the Lord tells us that we're often going to have to do better than that. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Acting justly towards our neighbor is not simply a question of avoiding doing him or her any harm, nor is it simply a matter of denouncing unjust situations as they crop up. Complaining about the state of the world is pointless unless it gives rise to more prayer and action to remedy the situations we grumble about. Every Christian has to ask himself how he puts the virtue of justice into practice in the normal circumstances of life, within the family, at work, in social relations, and so on. Being just towards those with whom we have daily contact means, among other duties, respecting their right to their good name, to privacy, to a sufficient financial remuneration. These requirements cannot be limited to the economic sphere alone as regards, for example, justice in the payment of wages and salaries. 
The demands of Christian living and ethics range wider than that and include considerations such as the respect for life, fidelity and truth, the cultivation of reliability, competence, industrious and honesty, the rejection of all forms of cheating, a sense of social responsibility, and indeed of generosity, which ought always to inspire Christians in the performance of their work and in the exercise of their professional activities. Calumny, backbiting, and gossip can be real and flagrant manifestations of injustice because among temporal goods, the integrity of one's reputation appears to be the most important. And through its loss, man is deprived of doing much good. The Apostle St. James says that the tongue is an unrighteous world among our members. It can serve to praise God, to converse with Him, to communicate with one another, or it can do incalculable harm unless there is a determined effort on our part never to speak badly of anyone. It is not infrequent to encounter offenses against justice by word. For this reason, God asks us Christians to defend it and not to let ourselves be led either by word-of-mouth rumors or by what we pick up from the media into making hasty judgments about people. We should never give vent to a negative judgment about persons or institutions, nor should we set ourselves up as inquisitors and executioners of the lives of others. This requires us to take steps to be well-informed. And if we ever have the duty to judge, we have to listen to both sides making due allowance for circumstances and always respecting the fundamental good intentions of the persons concerned, which only God himself really knows. People who work in the communications media or who have access to them have a special responsibility in this regard because of the great good or considerable damage they can do. We have to fulfill the duties of justice towards those whom God has entrusted to us, dedicating time to them, helping with their formation, or taking special care of anyone who, through sickness, age, or any special conditions, is particularly in need of attention. We know well that fathers or mothers, for example, would not do well if they could find time for their own relaxation and entertainment while not dedicating the necessary time to their children's education or to those whom God might have entrusted to their care. The same could be said of those who put their own interests and preferences, from which, with a little goodwill and little difficulty, they could manage to abstain before the needs of others. We act justly when we render to everyone what is his own. Employers, for example, are required to pay their employees a wage that is in accordance with the requirements both of law and of a right conscience. At times it is not uncommon to have to pay more than the minimum legal wage because circumstances can arise in which one would err against justice if one were to pay only what the law requires. There can be cases where it is legal but unjust to lay workers off, or to pay salaries that are in line with wage levels but which offend human dignity. Justice does not consist exclusively in an exact respect for rights and duties as in the case of arithmetical problems that are solved simply by addition and subtraction. The Christian employer gives importance above all to being just in the sight of God, which leads him to go beyond what the law strictly requires, bearing in mind the personal and family circumstances of the persons working for him. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore.
It's 16 minutes before the hour. Let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure, will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. 
Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. Preserve the innocence of our hands and keep our minds from vanity so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man man whose deeds deeds are blameless and and whose whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right Do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Praise Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. Oh, sing him a song that is new. Play loudly, play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean, he stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. 
All who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy who God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In Him do our hearts find joy. We trust in His holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. You know the time in which we are living. It is now the hour for you to wake from sleep, for our salvation is closer than when we first accepted the faith. The night is far spent. The day draws near. Let us cast off deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy. Rather, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. My My God God stands by me. All my trust is in him. I find my refuge in him, and I am truly free. All my trust is in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. 
This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Beloved brothers and sisters, we share a heavenly calling under Christ, our High Priest. Let us praise him with shouts of joy. Lord, our God and our Savior. Almighty King, through baptism you conferred on us a royal priesthood. Inspire us to offer you a continual sacrifice of praise. Lord, our God and our Savior, help us to keep your commandments, that through the power of the Holy Spirit we may live in you and you in us. Lord, our God and our Savior, give us your eternal wisdom to be with us today and to guide us. Lord, our God and our Savior, may our companions today be free of sorrow and filled with joy. Lord, our God and our Savior. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, hear our morning prayer, and let the radiance of your love scatter the gloom of our hearts. The light of heaven's love has restored us to life. Free us from the desires that belong to darkness. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out and make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.